Hello Wildcats, it's your boy Kev, just coming at you to give you a quick disclaimer here before we start, and I do want to apologize for my voice, it's uh, got a little cold going on right now, it's been cold here in Ohio, we've had some cold days, and there were nights when the wind was so cold, you know that Celine Dion, Celine Dion got it Celine going on, and uh, anyways, the disclaimer is to let you know that we are a comedy and crime podcast, so even though we do cover many true and serious cases and crimes, we do like to throw in some inappropriate jokes and dark humor every now and then, so keep that in mind if you are easily offended, we just want to give you a warning now. Alrighty, thank you all for listening, be good, stay safe, and laugh with the dark stuff, hashtag wildman. I just have to admit that it's all coming back to me Cause the Browns won a game Alright fellas, like we practiced Yeah Two, three, four Come on down Come on down Hanging with the brothers tonight, yeah Come on down to the brothers coming place to Alrighty, welcome everyone to The Brothers Commonplace, a comedy and crime podcast where we cover monsters, murders, mysteries, and more. And today, before we bowl you over with a crazy case, I want y'all to meet the gangrene gang. Ooh, I like that. What's going on, guys? This is Tim, or um, Sharon Stone, as they called me when I gave away all my weed. Dude, I was about to like, okay, this is a fucking deletable. That was good, man. I like that. I don't even smoke weed at all. <laughs> That's why you gave it away, dude. This is true. Hey, what up, everyone? This is Spence. Just got back from Andrew's place. He wouldn't quit calling me. And when I got over there, uh, he wondered why we weren't having sex. Apparently, he doesn't know the difference between a butt dial and a booty call. <laughs> Holy shit, that was good. That's, that's like gold. one of my favorites. Yeah, that's gold. He said that to me in the car the other day. I was like, dude, use that shit. That was so fucking good. It's, it's gold. And uh, it's your boy Kev, a.k.a. the Dirty Dog. And some of y'all may be familiar with the Juggalo March on DC, mm. but you may not be familiar with the Juggalo March DP. <laughs> and that's just where me and Tim, we take Andrew out back. <laughs> and... <laughs> And there's a few Juggalo Tuggalos involved, oh, and yeah. it ends with me and Tim just spraying our Fago moon mist all over Andrew's glasses. Oh, yeah, dude. It's it's a great time. We do it, I don't know, once or twice a week, something, <laughs> something like that. For us, the Juggalo March happens the third month of every year. March. <laughs> all right, so this week... I want you all to join us as we take a journey to you boys like New Mexico. Oh, fuck yeah. That's, yeah. New, 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 new Mexico. That's just New World Order. I don't know anything about New Mexico, guys. I do like the NWO joke, though. I mean. So this case that we are covering, the Las Cruces Bowling Alley Massacre. Oh, okay. In this case, it was a listener request, but not just any old regular Joe. This is from one of our Patreon supporters, Aaron, and he just signed up for our Patreon last week. Thank you, Aaron. And uh, yeah, he's like, hey, I want you guys to uh, cover this. So we're like, fuck yeah, dude, you're paying for it. You get it. Now, let me, let me ask you this. Is it Aaron or A.A.R.O.N.? I know you drank a little last week, Tim. You made that joke last week. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> So normally when people make Jake Wellen. normally when people make requests, I add it to a list that we have, and like we're always happy to go to it and cover it. But I was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. This guy he just signed up for Patreon. He wants us to do it, so we're doing it. We'll do it live. <laughs> and um, fucking thing sucks. So for our Patreon members, we do we'll do anything pretty much. Yeah, yeah, we'll kill. We'll, yeah, we'll kill. Well, I'm not gonna say the other part. I almost said it, but we, we'll we'll kill. <laughs> that's that's the farthest we'll go. And since we let our first class passengers do pretty much well whatever they want, uh, it's something like that from yeah, wedding, wedding singer. singer. Oh yeah. So yes, today we will be covering the Sun Lanes massacre in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And all you motherfuckers out there that think bowling isn't dangerous, just ask Andrew Bynum how fucking dangerous it is. What happened, Andrew Bynum? This, like, ten years ago, he fucked his knee up bowling. Nice. That's the joke. It, it's dumb. I mean, 
<laughs> it's informational though because I, I didn't know it and it pretty much led to part of the downfall of his entire career yeah yeah i like when people are new at bowling and don't even know how to do it have you ever had the pleasure of being at a bowling alley with someone who has no idea what bowling is i, I am I say, yeah i was gonna say yeah, if you're talking about me yeah i mean like throw the ball up in the air and let it crash down on the on the lane no no i've never yeah. done that but <laughs> like hur- they hurled it this person i'm thinking of i'm basically the it. i'm basically like the next step up from that like if that yeah, was bad like if that was like the creating a character part like <laughs> i would be like if they leveled up once <laughs> that's that's who i'd be bowling i rarely break 100 that's how shitty i am like, I, I barely get 100. I'm so bad, I don't know what that means. Growing up, I hated the bowling alley. Like, I loved bowling. Here, the bowling alleys were, like, all, like, the teenage kids that smoke cigarettes yeah, would go to hang out. All scrubs, There's yeah. nothing wrong with, like, like, if you smoke cigarettes, that's cool. I'm not judging you for that. But, I mean, it's all, like, the dickhead ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hated the bowling alley, man. That and the fucking skating rink. They used to yeah, the skating rink, dude. Yeah. It was all douchebags, man. Oh yeah, every time I fucking they laugh at me every time I fell over, and that was a lot. <laughs> like I couldn't go in there, and be like, hey guys, and they would just make. They knew instantly <laughs> that I was a flube. <laughs> so this case, I've never heard of this case before um, until Aaron mentioned it. So I researched it. And it is a fucking brutal one. So just a heads up, there's not going to be a ton of jokes in this one that I can think of. There's like literally one part that's funny, and it's towards the very end, and it's after so much bad shit, I don't even know if anyone will laugh. But yeah. there's like one funny thing at the end to look forward to. So no laughing, so basically like every one of our episodes. Every, <laughs> every one of them. Yeah. Yeah, so there's some brutal shit in here, just a heads up. Um, but we do have a fun note here to get us started with. Since I don't know much about Las Cruces, I do uh, have a few facts that I learned while looking it up. Under the 15 best things to do here, number one is the New Mexico Farm and Ranch Heritage Museum. And you can pet goats there. Ooh. So mm. anything with goats, I'm all about. Yeah, I would yeah. love to pet LeBron or Why Chris Why do goats have such... <laughs> 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 I would love to also pet Bernie Kozar. <laughs> hey, I got a question. Yes. Why do goats have such weird eyes? I don't know. Why do they? Why are their pupils like slanted? I don't know. You ever smelled like a like a really horny male goat? They fucking. <laughs> I've reek. seen them. Yeah, I, I, I haven't, but it sounds fun. I can't. Like I don't live on a farm at all. And one time I came home and we had this goat. I was like, Dad, why do we have this goat back here? He's like, Your uncle didn't want him. Like, what the fuck? So we just we just take the goat. <laughs> That's the only argument I need, Kev. And the second fun fact: Pat Garrett, an American Old West lawman, that would be the one to kill Billy the Kid, was born there. Oh shit! Nice. Alrighty. Anything before I move on to the case, boys? No, I think so. so. All right. So the case it is a pretty well known one. It's extremely popular in New Mexico, but I've never heard of it until now. And this case it's been covered on Unsolved Mysteries and also America's Most Wanted twice. I actually recently watched the episode of Unsolved Mysteries on this, actually. Dude, that fucking... I know it's been mentioned a million times every time it gets brought up, but that fucking music is so goddamn scary. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that show just in general is scary. I always... Whenever I think of Unsolved Mysteries, I always think of that part in basketball. Oh, it was like, God. he could be hanging by his fucking neck <laughs> in his closet for all I know. I still have no idea where the fuck this guy is. <laughs> and they show him in the reenactment. The dude... Is he just smoking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I will mention there is a documentary titled Nightmare in Las Cruces, and it contains crime photos, and I didn't watch it. A lot of people say it's it's really good, but it's also just really fucking brutal. It's pretty hard to watch. Like They have like reenactments and all the crime photos and shit like that. Is it like a so, Netflix thing? Or? No, I couldn't find it gotcha. online, so that's why I didn't want to pay like two bucks to watch it. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. But like some people say it's like it's a good documentary. But he tries to force a theory like pretty hard, even though there's oh, okay. not a whole lot of there's nothing behind it. Like supposedly the police approve this theory. There's no merit to it yeah. at all. Gotcha. And then the rest of it is just like way fucking brutal. Some people say it could have been like a 30 minute documentary, but it stretches out for like an hour and a half. Damn. When I was over at Andrews with the whole butt dial confusion, <laughs> there was definitely something behind me and he was trying to force it. <laughs> Alrighty, on to the actual events in the case now. So this horrible event takes place, as we mentioned, in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and it would happen on February 10th, 1990. And it's early in the morning on Saturday the 10th at Las Cruces Bowl, and this takes place before they open, which I believe they probably open around 9 a.m., but I'm not positive. Mm. 
But all this will take place around 8 a.m. And so first, we have Ida Holgan, the cook at the bowling alley. And she's just getting the kitchen ready and preparing foods for the lunch business that's about to come in. And now I rarely go bowling, but I had no idea that they had like fucking kitchen preps that come in early. Like I just assumed they just had like tenders and tots. Yeah, you would think that. <laughs> Nachos. She, this is so fucking dumb. You would think that she has enough money because her son Hulk is so, you know, famous. Hogan. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's not even funny, dude. Uh... And Ida, she's been a cook there for six years, and uh, she's a mother of four kids and has three grandchildren. You know, she seems like a super nice lady in all the interviews and stuff I've seen with her. So now let's go to the main office during this time. The day manager, Stephanie Sanak, or Sanak, I'm not quite sure. Hmm. She's 43, and she's in the office with her 12-year-old daughter, Melissa Repass, or Repass, and then also Melissa's friend Amy Hauser is all in the office with them. Can so we, we so we got Stephanie and then her twelve year old daughter Melissa and then her friend Amy. Can we say it's rip ass? No. Okay, fine. If it was a different <laughs> if it was a name in any other case, we definitely could yeah. be rip ass. Yeah. At, at least I put it out there though. Okay, I just want to mention this has nothing to do with it, but it was a fucking remember that ballsy root beer commercial? Where um, the dude is like getting a job interview and he keeps calling him Mr. Dumbass. Oh, he's yeah. Like, it's pronounced Dumas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a pretty, that's pretty that was good. good yeah, man. he's like, is that right, Dumbass? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was good stuff. And Stephanie, she's adding up the receipts from Friday night, which was the night before. And she's doing like all the accounting and business part of her managerial job. So all the normal business, business ethics. Business ethics. Going on. And the owner of the bowling alley is Stephanie's father, which is also Melissa's grandfather. Is his name Vince? Um, <laughs> no. Remember the storyline where uh, Vince McMahon is trying to figure out who his son is? <laughs> it just fucking ended with Hornswoggle. <laughs> Hornswoggle. But uh, it was supposed to be Mr. Kennedy, Yeah, right? it was. Yeah, he got, it was, it was he actually, got caught with weed or something. It was actually super funny when Triple H came walking out as one of the yeah. people it could be. Dude, I like how people who knew who their dads were came out. <laughs> no, like didn't Randy Orton? Yeah, Randy Orton's out there. It's like, bro, you know who your dad is, though. Oh, man like you don't need to be out here and zach gowan came out but he knew his dad was brock <laughs> oh, shit. oh dude that, that's brutal dude, that one's hard to watch oh it was dude yeah. it's fun it's sad but it's also oh it's hilarious yeah yeah it's one of the most cringe really uh, things in wrestling like ever all right where were we sorry we get distracted when we talk about wrestling it's easy to do so we got ida in the kitchen we got stephanie in the office and then a little bit after this, Melissa and her friend Amy, they start getting things ready, and they're actually in charge of running the daycare for the alley, which that's pretty badass, too. I didn't know bowling alleys had daycares. I mean, it makes sense, but I didn't. Uh, that sounds didn't like an that. awesome bowling alley. Yeah, dude. It's pretty badass. I feel like ours didn't have a kitchen staff or you know daycare or anything no. like that. Just... Scrubs. It barely had pins. Yeah, it was just scrubs. <laughs> yeah, like, it sucks. Like the oh, uh, never mind. It's gonna be a joke about it just being Fago bottles <laughs> <laughs> and only left shoes. They're full of sand so that they have white. <laughs> and only sand left sand art. shoes. It's it, the, the the bowling alley doubles for sand art. Remember that the sand art <laughs> yeah. thing. It's like, oh, cool! Look at the design I make. But you know you're gonna fucking shake it up an hour later and ruin it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, according to the America's Most Wanted episode, there was a tournament that was going on. I don't know if it was going on that day or that weekend, but so maybe that meant there was a lot more customers and people there that weekend, and that's why they were there early getting food ready and everything else. And then this is where things start to take a fucked up turn. So just right away, early in the morning, things get really fucked up. Yeah. And now some of these details may not be 100% accurate because... Some of this does come from the Unsolved Mysteries episode and America's Most Wanted, and I don't know how much of those details they changed or altered to make the reenactment like more dramatic or... You know how sometimes they tweak things, even though once you hear the details of the case, you don't yeah. need to fucking change yeah, anything you really don't. at all. Especially a lot. Of, I mean, not even just this one. A lot of the ones that are on like Unsolved Mysteries is creepy as fuck. Yeah. So, all right. So, it's around 8 to 8.20 a.m. Two men enter the bowling alley. And this all happens around the same time. One of the gunmen approaches the kitchen and puts a gun up to the side of Ida. And a voice then says, come with me. This is a holdup. And at the same time, the other gunman sneaks up behind Melissa and Amy, the two teenage girls, 
and then forces them to go into the back office, where the gunman then sees Stephanie, the day manager inside, counting the money. The gunman then forces them all to the ground, and at the same time, this is when the second gunman brings Ida into the office and forces her to get on the ground as well. Next, the two dumb men... Excuse me, gunmen. Yeah, there's no jokes in this episode. I'm sorry. This is going to be tough. Yeah, Andrew's not here. (laughs) So the two gunmen, they throw all four of them to the floor, tell them to keep their heads down. And none of these guys have any masks on. They don't have gloves or disguises or anything. Just two dudes come in and do all this. Yeah. And some sources say that they then force Stephanie to gather all the money for them. And some sources say that they grab the money on their own. And the reason we mention these details on the money, we will bring up a little bit later. But yeah, there's money all over the office and the safe is open because she was doing all the daily deposits and gathering receipts and all that. So the two gunmen, they take the money and they have the four women on the ground still facing the floor, telling them not to look up. And then the cook, Ida, she looked up twice because she heard a noise and said she didn't know what it was or what the two gunmen were doing next. And she thought, like, well, they took the money, so we're probably safe and good to go next. Like, they're probably leaving. Yeah. And, I mean, they're getting robbed, you wouldn't think, like, the worst, you know. And then next, execution style, the two men shoot all four of the women in the head, and some of them were even shot three, four, five times. So they took the money first, They had everything they wanted, and then they just shoot these poor people, like, multiple times. Some are shot in the head more than once. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And two of these are just two teenage kids. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to do it. Yeah, that's what's fucked up, is they got what they 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 came for. Yeah. None of this is on camera or anything, right? No. Yeah, so, I mean, you're not getting caught, especially, I mean, this is what year? This was in 1980. I guess it's not that long ago. But I mean, either way, you're probably getting away with it. You didn't have to do it. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. And we'll get to the death count later. Because shortly after the shooting occurred, the bowling alley's mechanic, Steve Terran, he just arrived with his two-year-old daughter, Valerie, and his six-year-old stepdaughter, Paula. So Jesus Christ, this is just like the unluckiest dude yeah. in the world. I wouldn't be surprised if he had like a fucking winning lottery ticket on him at <laughs> He this probably point. did, yeah. He's like, oh, and I also have this hologram Charizard card on me. (laughs) I'm sorry. This is a tough episode. So Steven, he was unable to find a babysitter, so he was going to leave the two girls at the daycare area while he worked, and his wife, I believe, was at school. Okay. And they walk in the bowling alley, and it's completely empty. And at this time, there's normally some workers, like a manager, a cook, somebody. So something is definitely off. So he then heads towards the back office to see like what was going on. And as soon as he gets there, the two gunmen notice him and they force him and his two children to get on the floor and face the ground. And keep in mind, in this room, there's four bodies that just oh, yeah. got shot up. So you basically know it's game. So this is a fucking yeah. two-year-old and a six-year-old that walk in with him and see all this yeah. shit. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I heard uh, they were able to get like a... Um what do they call it? Like an EVP, like uh, like the like where the where the ghosts talk to them and stuff. Extrasensory uh, perception. All right, is that where? No, what's it called? Where the 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 ghost talking like I don't the remember. recording thing? I think it's like oh EVP. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, whatever. It's I think e- it is like an EVP, EVP um, or something. They didn't know what like which victim it came from or anything, but uh, but all it said is uh, if I would have known this was gonna happen, I'd have stayed home. Oh damn, Jesus uh. Christ, Jesus. Jesus Christ. I knew, I, I'm sorry, dude. That's staying in, but say sorry again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. This is a tough episode. Uh, We're, that's, I mean, yeah, that's really the only joke I have. Uh, that's not even that bad. I mean, it's bad, but it's not that bad. A uh, little spoiler alert to kind of ease the pain on that one. Ida, she may not be dead. We'll, we'll get there. Oh, well, well, I guess EVP is bullshit then. <laughs> so real quick, a small note on Steven Turan. He was 26 years old during this time, and he was the leader of his National Guard armory, oh, and he was also up for being a captain. Damn. So how we mentioned like this dude has the worst fucking luck in the world, yeah, just keep listening. He had a bachelor's degree in criminal justice, and he was on his way to joining either the Border Patrol or the Las Cruces Police Department. He had just put in his two weeks recently at the bowling alley, oh, okay. and he only had three days left Damn. to work there. So I was just about to ask, like, why the fuck is he working at the bowling alley? But you kind of answered that. And how old is uh, how old is he? He's twenty six. Oh, okay, guys, gotcha. just so he's pretty young. 
And it's believed that Steven would have fought back or tried to fight back the best that he could. But unfortunately, this is against two dickheads with guns. And I don't, we don't know what happened at all because, I mean, we have no way of knowing what happened. But they like to believe that he fought back. Plus, he was in the military and he sees him and his kids' lives. Yeah, the kids dangerous. were there. I yeah. doubt he's just going yeah, to comply kid, with Yeah, that. no, the kids were there. It, it honestly could have been if he did comply was to try to maybe, you know, hope that he could save them. And then once again... All three victims, Stephen, his two-year-old daughter, Val- Valerie, and six-year-old Paula, were all shot in the head. So these fucking monsters, they shot a two-year-old girl and a six-year-old in the head. Like, how the fuck do you even do that? No idea. And like we said, the most fucked up thing is they already had the money. So, like, they have as much money that was available there, and they took the money, and then they shot the four women, stuck around for a little bit longer... And then shot Steven and his two daughters. And this is a fucking bowling alley. How much yeah. would you get? Thirty five bucks. And that's the thing. Like I don't, I don't go bowling. How much money could they possibly like? Unless the only other place nearby is like a pay less, <laughs> which I understand <laughs> because they sell shoes like one pair like every week. Yeah. Or like maybe like I don't know, like a Dollar Tree or something. Like, like well, we were gonna the rob word. the fucking the the Girl Scouts out there because they got way <laughs> more fucking money than this place. But they <laughs> yeah. went home early, I guess. Yeah, I don't know why they it, chose this. It, yeah, it makes no sense. You, there's no way you got a lot of money out of this. Uh, we'll we'll mention how how much it is. But these douchebags, they aren't done yet. Before leaving, they take their four to five thousand dollars that they stole, and then they set fire to the office and then make their getaway. But the way they do the fire is they throw a bunch of papers like on the desk and light that on fire. <laughs> but if you see the crime pictures, like the crime photos. It doesn't even like burn it down. Like it burns the papers in the desk, and that's like about it. Yeah, I mean that you would think that would be all. So they took between four and five thousand dollars. They shot seven people in the head for less than five grand. Not even a thousand dollars a person. And that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, the going rate is at least a grand a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the fucked up part when you think about it. That's like what, like seven hundred fifty bucks a person, basically. Like, like. I mean, I shouldn't be able to afford the murder of seven people. No, not at all. You know? It's ridiculous. Now, by some fucking miracle, Melissa wakes up. She's a 12-year-old. Holy shit. She said she didn't know, like, who was all alive. All she knew that she was bleeding and she needed to get out. So, she pulls herself up to the telephone and dials 911. Hashtag wildman. Hashtag wildman. That's fucking insane. This 12-year-old girl was shot in the fucking head. Yeah. And you'll find out from her 911 call, she was shot five times. Holy shit. Holy fuck. Fucking Sarah Connor? <laughs> Basically. Actually, she might be the Terminator itself. Yeah, that's this is, it's, true. This is a fucking badass girl. Like, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag sure. wild woman. Absolutely. I agree. Here's a warning. I'm going to play about a five-second clip from the 911 call. So if you don't want to hear it, uh, just skip forward like 10, 15 seconds. It's just a small clip, but it's 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 pretty crazy. Yeah, so like you hear the way that the nine one one operators ask how many people are hurt. You can tell that she looks around the room and counts each dead body. Yeah. She's like one, two, three, like looking around. That's so it's sad. fucked up. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, it's definitely horrible. So that's just like completely fucking horrifying. Just the way she looks around the room and counts the number of people that were shot. And let's not forget, Melissa, she's only 12 years old. And not only was she shot in part of the head, but she mentions in the 911 call she was shot like five times. Jesus. So she uh, she pulled herself up. I don't know how she had the strength to do all this, but... Yeah. She pulled herself up, dialed the phone, called 911, and ended up not only saving her life, but a few others as well. Oh, wow. And so 911, they show up, the emergency uh, personnel shows up. However, since the office is full of smoke and there is fire in there, they have to try and like get some of the fire out while also trying to drag out the seven bodies. So they immediately, they get the bodies out of there because the fire wasn't really anything too crazy because these idiots just lit some papers on fire on a desk. And although they were able to drag the seven bodies out of there, 
Because of the fire and everything, some of the evidence was destroyed. And it also turns out that the cook, Ida, is still alive as well. And she stated in an, uh, in an interview that when she was shot in the head, not only was it just extremely and painfully loud, but she said she felt as if her head literally exploded. Oh, I bet. The force, the pain, and the noise, she said she honestly, like, it just felt like her head exploded. Yeah. She got shot in the head and survived. That is fucking insane. Yeah, I thought it was an EVP. Sorry, I guess. All right, so here's the actual uh, body count. So Steve Turan, his stepdaughter Paula, and then Amy Hauser, who was the friend. She was the 12-year-old friend of um, the manager's daughter. Oh, okay. They were all pronounced dead at the scene. So those three died instantly. Steve's two-year-old daughter, Valerie, would die later in the day at the hospital. Some sources say she died when she arrived at the hospital. Some say in the ambulance is when she passed. But she didn't die right away either. Is it? I mean, how the f- I don't know yeah, how all these people are, are living through so much. Well, that's shit. the thing. And it seems to be the younger ones that are, too. I mean, it's awful, you know, but like, yeah. it's kind of weird that the younger ones are the ones that are living. And it's, and it's just so fucking heartbreaking. Like, if, you, if it really you, is, if you look at the pictures of the kids, they just all look like just nice, sweet kids. Yeah. And I don't know how the fuck you can put a gun to their face and, and fire for bowling alley money. Yeah, woman. Well, well, fuck. I'll mention it now. They fired twenty five shots total. Jesus Christ! How the fuck? So in seven people. Why do you need to fire that many shots? Yeah, it, it does. And it's in like a back office. It's in like a small room. This shit doesn't even make sense. So it's over three shots a person. And, and yeah, I just I don't get it. Like they already got the money, so it was just senseless violence and killing for no reason. Like I I don't know a fucking two year old. They shot a two year old in the head. So the good news, though, Stephanie, Melissa, and Ida, they all survived the attack. And Ida and Melissa, they were both able to get a decent look at the two gunmen since they weren't wearing any masks. And with the help of investigators and artists, they were able to sketch drawings of what the two gunmen look like. And they are said to be pretty accurate depictions of them. And now the only funny thing about this case. Yeah. Which I hope we can get something out of this because it's literally the only fucking funny thing that happens. So everyone right now, just go ahead and look up the Las Cruces Bowling Alley Massacre. Yeah, just go ahead and look up the, the suspect sketches now. Because one of them looks 100% like fucking oh, Eddie Murphy. Fuck yeah, it is. Oh, man. Holy crap. <laughs> I swear dude. to God, one of them is 100% Eddie fucking Jesus. Murphy did this. That is him. I'm convinced 100%. Yeah, dude. Fucking Eddie Murphy yeah, did this shit. It, it was it was either before or right after Raw because it kind of looks like him. <laughs> and no, I like to picture that the sketch artist he's like sitting there is like Lieutenant comes in. He's like Johnson, I want that that sketch on my desk before lunch or you're fucking canned. So he and, just looked up Eddie Murphy <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, fuck, I completely forgot about it and I can't find my notes on the descriptions of it. So he's sitting there and he's fucking running out of time trying to sketch this out. And then on the TV behind him, he starts to hear the Beverly Hills cop theme song playing oh, yeah. and he gets an idea and he fucking sketched this up and turned it in and kept his job. That's is, why. Is, is it possible that this is like proof of time travel? Because <laughs> it could be that somebody from now saw all the shitty movies that A. Murphy eventually does and just went back tried to and frame tried him. to frame them to get him to not they do those failed. movies. And, and they did fail and those movies yeah. still happened. You know, this isn't really funny. This is terrible. Never mind. I shouldn't say this. <laughs> That's fucking God. Eddie it is yeah. Eddie. I don't give a yeah. fuck. It's Eddie Murphy. It now, is. Now, what would be worse, him doing this crime or him making the movie A Thousand Words? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that movie. movie right? I never, you know, I've never seen it. I just, I'm there's sure like dollar bills on the yeah, tree or so, something, I don't right? fucking know what it know. is. Yeah, I've never seen it. But So, if it actually was Eddie Murphy... Boy, do we wish that uh, he and his victims could trade places. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's pretty good. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie wouldn't do any of this, though, guys. He, he didn't know. It. it wasn't Eddie. Now, Charlie, on the other I'm joking. He's dead. <laughs> Rest in peace, Charlie Murphy. Wait, he died. Yeah, he died a while ago. Oh, shit. Where the fuck? I, I, okay, I guess that probably wasn't like headline news, though. I mean, I mean I'm sorry, Charlie, but... <laughs> Like I don't even mean that in a mean way, but I, it, yeah. it's it's probably pretty like okay the fact that I didn't know that. 
like if that guy who played Eric Matthews' best friend in the early seasons of Boy Meets uh, World. That it, guy's dead? No, but oh. if he did die, that wouldn't be. Yeah, that I hate dead. that guy. No, I love that guy. You've, no one loves that guy. I love that guy's that a guy. fucking dick in everything. Wait, if, if he's he, just like a weasel character in everything. Wait, he's, he's in other things? I don't know. He's got to be. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's Danny Tanner's. Or he's like. Uh, He's in Full House. He's like one of the kids, like cousins or something. Really? I forget. I just like him in Boy Meets World. I think he hits on DJ or something. I don't know. His name is Jason Marsden. And (laughs) apparently, even though he's not related to James Marsden, apparently they are friends. Oh, all right. All right. (laughs) Why would you be friends with this fucker? (laughs) He probably loves the podcast. He's like, oh, (laughs) shit, they're talking about me. (laughs) Okay, I got to look this dude up. I got to see what else he's in. Oh, I hate this fucking dude. <laughs> I know he had he was well, he's in a goofy movie. Okay. Fuck yeah. He was in Hocus Pocus. Wait, who the fuck was he? He was one of the bullies. Yeah. His name was fucking Nelson in Full House. He was a oh, fucking that prick. That's who it is. He okay. was a prick. Yeah. And I fucking hate him. Yeah, I vaguely remember that episode. I didn't even like that show. Alrighty. Now Stephanie's brother Steve, he had driven past the bowling alley early in the morning, so just minutes before the shooting took place. And he reported seeing two Hispanic men walking towards the front of the building. And here's his, here's his quote on it. I saw two Hispanic gentlemen walking from the back of the building towards the front. The older gentleman handed the younger gentleman a small case. The older gentleman squats down and looks right at me as I'm driving towards them. I took notice of what they were wearing and their descriptions, hair color, skin, eyes. So that was his quote on, on the two people he saw. Now is he didn't report this till after it happened? I think as soon as he could, I think he reported. Okay. But when in the morning he just saw him, but I don't think he thought anything about it. So like he probably just thought it was strange. Yeah, but did, he knows his sister's in there though, right? Yeah, his sister. Yeah, because his dad owns it, and his yeah. sister's a day man. See, I feel like like if I knew my sister was in there, if anything, I would at least maybe stopped. Probably gotten killed. Yeah. Uh, but if anything, I might have stopped. I mean, not saying anything against this guy, just in case he's yeah. a fan. I mean, I, I mean, if you're a patron, if you're a Patreon, bro, you did nothing wrong. I know. But. I feel bad about <laughs> Jason Marsden now, in case he's a fan. Dude, speaking of, okay, Let, there let's is, get him on, guys. There is something I did. There's only one time a celebrity made me feel bad. Who's the guy's name that plays Bernard uh, in Westworld? It, in Santa Claus? Uh, it's uh, fucking, oh. Um, is that David Crumholtz. Yeah, David Crumholtz. So Dave Crumholtz, who I actually really like. I just I, I, love use, him. I like to joke that I didn't like him because of Bernard, but he's fucking hilarious. Oh, and yeah. I think he he's a lot funnier and deserves a lot more credit than he gets. He posted this thing on Twitter, some movie or something he was doing. So I think it was his character named Gigi that he did. What movie is that? Or it was the movie Gigi? Is that what it was called? Did that movie make like six or seven dollars? <laughs> so I don't even know exactly what it is, but he posted something about this movie called Gigi, where he's like dressed up as like this seventy-five-year-old woman. Mm. And then I, as soon as I saw, it was one of those things where it was like posted on Twitter like one second ago. Yeah. And I replied, "Not as good as Geely," which is that super shitty Ben yeah, Affleck and, and J Lo movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like considered one of the worst movies oh, ever it's made. Bad, yeah. And he replied back. He's like, "That's fair," or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> "Damn!" Like I didn't expect him to see it, and like I just. <laughs> Like, I, I just it. said it to be dumb yeah. because it's like, G- oh, one letter away from Geely. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Like, I felt bad. I mean, that was like six years ago. I still feel bad Dude, about it. You, what, you literally should have only said back, hey, you have a dick on your face, man. <laughs> just, you know, from oh, 10 things I hate about you. Is that a peach fruit roll up? <laughs> yeah. So as far as the actual suspects, originally Melissa stated that the two men were, were black, but later agreed that they were Hispanic. Plus, she was told like not to look up during the robbery, and she's only 12, and also just took possibly five bullets, including one of the head. Yeah. So, not to sound racist, but I mean, I, I can see how she could have uh, gotten confused. I was going to say up. again, not to, I mean, once again, not to sound racist, but it, 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 it's, it's, it's highly possible that they talk the same, too. Like, yeah, it might they might have sounded black, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, not to sound racist, but... So, yo, where's the money, man? <laughs> What race is that? I don't know. You're the racist one. <laughs> that was actually my father, and he's very white. Yeah. So Ida, she looked up at the men twice, and she said that she got a good look at them and that they were indeed two Hispanic men. But one note here, they mentioned that they were said to have spoken perfect English. 
So the first suspect, he was about 5'10", around 160 pounds. He had brown hair and eyes, a hollow notes mustache, no detectable accent, and around 28 to 34 years old. Dude, if he, if he wouldn't have done what he did, I would have forgiven him for the hollow notes mustache, though, man. <laughs> I don't forgive him, but fuck. <laughs> Thought about it. And suspect two, he was 5'6 or so, 140 pounds with like grayish white hair and brown eyes. He spoke English, but with a slight Spanish accent, and he was approximately 48 to 54 years old at the time of the murders. Oh, shit. And that is all we know about the two gunmen. They were never caught, and they never put any names to any possible suspects. They just knew what they looked like, and that was it. Wow. And Ida, she believes that she had seen the two men at the bowling alley before. She remembers seeing them because the way they were acting was very odd. Like, everyone is hanging around bowling and just having a good time. But these two guys, they were just hanging out, analyzing customers, and they were, like, scoping out the areas and stuff. So it was, like, super weird, so they remember that. So all right, anything before we move on to some of the theories? Let's hear them. So as far as the theories go, like, we don't know who any of the suspects could be. We don't have any names or any possible idea, really. So the only theories are, like, why this happened. And the police... They're not, like, 100% certain if the murders are the result of, like, a robbery gone wrong or if there was, like, another reason or motive why they did this. Um, There's a rumor that the two gunmen planned to rob the place, and then they didn't think that all these people were there. And because they didn't have masks or anything on, they just started killing everyone so they wouldn't get, like, found out. However, it is also possible that the murders were drug-related. And I believe, I think it was Ida said she believed that they were possibly looking for something specific, which uh, she said when they were supposed to have their heads down, when she looked up, they acted like they were looking for something, like they weren't just snagging money. But who knows? But if that is true, then maybe they were looking for drugs if there is something drug-related going on. It seems like it had to have been something more than just, you know, going in there to get 5000 bucks. Like, I feel like you don't shoot a two-year-old for yeah. that. No, that's it, pretty it, fucked it, up. And also, like, a robbery gone wrong. Like, how do you, like, some, any of us could be, you know, a a burglar or a robber, you know, we can go in there and steal money, but how do you go from that to just cold-blooded, you know, murder? I I feel like, I feel like they knew they were going there to do that. Yeah. Um, Some other theories are that it was possibly gang-related or as a professional hit that was sent in or maybe trying to send a message to someone, possibly the father that owned the bowling alley. Which uh, the documentary, I believe, dives heavy into that theory that the father was into like selling drugs or, or something where he was maybe possibly in debt or dealing drugs or worked with like gangs and dealing out drugs and shit. But I don't I didn't watch the documentary. And also I heard that supposedly that was checked out and there's no merit to that at all. So I didn't want to yeah. jump into that. But I guess the documentary is like super heavy on that theory. But I don't think there's like a ton of evidence to back that up. But yeah. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. If um, if it was if it had anything to do with cartels, then they could have had somebody behind them, like elsewhere, but like threatening to kill them if they didn't do that job in some way. Like that could explain some of their behavior in a way. Yeah, that's true. It could, yeah. Now that- somebody higher up who says there should be no witnesses and you know would kill them if they let anybody live. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. That, that does make not sense. Not to excuse it, just to try to explain it. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely agree. It's still like, a, who's a two... Like, No, I agree, but I mean, like, why do they have to fucking kill the two-year-old? I mean, yeah, they're not going to say anything. I, I, at that point, I, it's, there's no way to explain that, really. There isn't. Like, how do you aim a gun and shoot a yeah. two-year-old? You know, there like, there's no way to explain that. This next theory is mine of cho- the one that I would choose. That two drug addicts, possibly meth heads or people that were really fucked up, they come in to rob this place and then they just kind of get out of control. Like they see people in there and they just start killing them and just doing pretty much crazy shit because meth heads do a lot of fucked up stuff. That's not what be. Because I don't know. I mean, they just take the money that's in there. It's only like five grand. Like I don't think they initially went in planning to like kill everyone i think they just didn't think because they were high as fuck on shit and went in there to rob them and then just start killing people now and just got out of control the only thing with that because this is 1980 right yeah and i mean fingerprints and stuff like that i mean they they, they could they could have found that back then. that that's one thing i didn't understand as far as fingerprints goes 
Like they said there was 25 shots that were fired, so you would think that there'd be like a bullet casing or something. Some kind of, yeah, some kind of traceable thing. But they said the fire and smoke fucked up all the fingerprints in the office. Oh, okay. And then in the actual bowling alley, that probably has never been like deep clean. Yeah, there's probably like so there's, hundreds yeah, and hundreds yeah, of people. Absolutely. But that's what I thought. I was like there's got to be fucking bullet casings or shit, but the fire was said to have messed all that up. Yeah, I guess uh, mostly like fingerprints, like, and, and I, I'm almost thinking more of like a bank because I was yeah. thinking like like how you know they would have touched something to get the money, but I guess there probably isn't like a safe there. It's probably more like the like where where the money have been. Well, I believe there was a safe, but it was already open as well. Yeah, since uh since Stephanie was in there taking all the money out so and doing all probably, that, probably not anything traceable in there. And then back to the little bit of the theory on the fo- on uh, the owner. Hold on. Imagine how much DNA you would find if you tried to analyze the contents of one of those bowling alley shoes oh. they rent out. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. A good amount. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. But thank goodness they spray that spray in there I know, to make it all better. It. <laughs> that's so it. Those fucking so many fucking clown feet and just carny feet and teenage cigarette smoking feet have been in those fucking <laughs> shoes. Yeah. Hey, can I can I wear my my own shoes? And they just look at you like you're a fucking yeah. idiot. There's so Why many, do you have to wear those shoes? I don't know, dude. There's so many times I, I, I tried wearing them out. I've never so many times. I've never thought about it. Why the fuck do we have to wear those shoes who to fucking, bowl? They're sli- more yeah. slippery than any oh, other yeah. shoes. Oh, yeah. You put those on, you're fucking Is falling down. because they don't leave marks? I, maybe. Let us go in fucking socks. I don't know. Barefoot. Well, let's ask Mark if he's allowed in there. <laughs> it's not even funny. But... Uh, <laughs> Hashtag thank you, Mark. I I have gotten away with it once without buying shoes one time. Yeah, those are fucking dumb. It's like, yeah. hey, you we fucking um, criminal mastermind. I like I get it. Like the whole thing with like when Walmart comes to town and they take like all the local jobs. I get I get it. It's something <laughs> like that. But just because there's one guy in each town that can carve shoes out of wood doesn't mean we have to make sure that guy stays in business. <laughs> those shoes fucking suck. Yeah. You saying the carved shoes out of wood just reminds me of that Christmas cartoon with the was it like mice or something where the uh where the old guy with the the shoemaker oh yeah. is that what it is or mice or um I know what you're talking about yeah I can't I can't remember the fucking story I just remember being a cool cartoon. Yeah. Now, many people have speculated that uh, Ronald, he was the one who owns a bowling alley, that he may possibly deal with shady characters, and like he was said to kind of hang around with some of the rougher crowd. And he had been a suspicious character. Many people said that he was into drugs and that he spends his money like foolishly. That's a quote. And he's like always out of town on business. But that's literally all they have yeah. on it. And like they try to spin that whole thing into he's working with the cartel and he was professional. Like this was a professional hit because of drugs and stuff, which I mean, it could be. Who knows? But. It's- I think there's just not enough evidence to yeah. completely. Is there any merit to that though? Like, I mean, is there any like evidence that shows that like like has he ever been in, you know in jail for anything? I, I'm not sure. I did see something about how like he immediately wanted to get the place cleaned up and opened again. Oh like, wow! Like ASAP. Oh okay, that's kind of. But I don't know how true that is. But then again, we worked at a restaurant where a dude. Came into the kitchen and stabbed his dad, and we opened up later that day. Dude, nobody believes me that that happened. Yeah, that happened. I mean, I wasn't there for it. I wasn't there either, but it fucking happened. Yeah. Yeah, you probably think Sterotech is real, too. (laughs) Now, there are a few random rumors. I don't know how much truth is to them, because... You'll see a lot of stuff about this case where you can't really you can't really say it because you don't know how true it is or not, but one of the random rumors is that there was money left out in the open that wasn't taken, which I don't know how true that is. Like they say like they didn't even grab all the money even though there's clearly some out in the open. Yeah. But I looked at some of the crime photos. I didn't see any other money anywhere. Cause, yeah, cuz that if that was true, that would like make it seem like it was like a yeah. personal thing like they did it for for a reason. Yeah, so I I don't know. I I don't really buy that one. The no fingerprints thing is pretty pretty fucking weird. Like, despite the 25 shots, you'd think maybe there'd be a fingerprint on something. Yeah. But then again, the fire probably probably fucked it up. So, yeah, this case, it is uh, unsolved. Uh, the bowling alley was has been sold and then renamed twice. So, after it was sold, it opened back up as Sun Lanes and then later 10 Pin Alley. Sadly, the two suspects, they have never been identified or brought to justice. They probably never will. They're probably... I I really think they were just like meth head, drug addict drifters. Yeah. That's really what I think they were. 
Yeah. I, it, some people guess that since one was older, one was younger, maybe it was father and son or uncle and nephew or just like two brothers. Not brothers. Yeah. I was going to make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but I stopped yeah. myself. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, no, I agree. Um, I feel like the theory that it was like drug heads, that, that's basically... I think the the most probable one. I just can't think of of why it's just why would you shoot these kids? Yeah. Like they're not yeah. gonna. There's no benefit to that. You yeah. if I don't know. It's just you already had the small amount of money that you're getting. Um, small amount of peas. Small amount of peas. Uh, Fantastic Four. But yeah, so I mean, what you could pay rent three times with the money that you just got. Yeah. But I okay, fine. You have the money. Why go back and kill them? I mean, because didn't you mention that they thought originally that they had left and they basically went back in and killed them? No, they after they shot the the four, mm. they were getting ready to set fire, and then that's right when the other three walked in. Oh, I thought you were saying like, oh, oh yeah, um, yeah. Ida thought they left because mm. she lifted her head up, and that's when she was like, "Well, they got all the money. I thought they were leaving, yeah. so she popped up to look, and then oh. they shot them all." Oh, okay, gotcha. So it's like they didn't know. It just seems like they went in there to take money and then had no fucking idea what to do. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, there's people here. I don't know. It's just like they lost control and just fucking shot everyone. The easiest thing would have been turn the fuck around. You know, you're getting, what, $5,000 and you just committed seven murders? Yeah. Just turn around. I mean, they're they're not going to know anything. You know, you just walk in and see people there. If you're about to commit a robbery, be like, okay, fuck it. I'm not going to do it this day. I'm going to leave. But instead, they went in there and killed that many people so it makes more sense that they were just on drugs and did it yeah because it's like it's just so unexplainable i don't know what brings you to to pull a gun and, and shoot a, a two-year-old i mean i i mean anybody the, but a the, fucking two-year-old it's in the fucking head yeah that means they had to look at it like they looked at a two-year-old put the gun to their head and shot him that's ridiculous um let's see yeah all I know what feels like is a weed high. I've never tried a meth high or anything like that. So I don't, I don't know, but I can't imagine killing a two-year-old being high in any form. Like, I mean, yeah, I agree. The, I, the idea that the drug just makes it so you can't think at all and then you kill two-year-olds doesn't quite fit to me either. Like, well, I, well meth. I've never felt anything like that, but it's a different drug. I yeah, I feel like there's meth certain really, drugs. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't like make like a good person. You still got to be a shitty fucked up person, but... Meth really fucks you up. And I, I know, like, things like, what, like, basalt or, like, PCP or something like that. Like, I know stuff like that will, like, could make you do something like that. You ever see where that one dude on meth fought, like, four police guys and he was, like, biting them and shit? Like, oh, biting yeah. off their face, like, piece of their face Holy and shit. Holy shit. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's fucked up. And they're, like, stronger. They're, like, oh, like, they're, yeah. like, it doesn't make sense. How I know, I know, fucking what, so I know PCP is supposed to make you stronger. Or is it P it's PCP, isn't it? And also another sad note, the manager of the bowling alley, Stephanie, mm. she would eventually pass away in 1999. Yeah. I didn't see what happened, like how she died. Some notes say it was like a cause of this. 19 I, years later? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They said from complications from this, so I, I don't know. I don't know if that was just something that was thrown in again. Yeah, or... I feel like it might have been because 19 years later, I mean, what could it have been? Yeah, I don't know. So here's another sad note, because this is all just fucking sad note after sad note. Steven, since he was in like the military and, and going to be in police work and all that stuff, he told his brother that if anything were to happen to him to take care of his daughters, and although his daughters have both passed on, uh, Steven's brother still said, like, well, he promised he would take care of them, so he's on a quest to take care of them, which means he wants to bring them to justice. Oh, which is like sad as fuck, which is really never going to happen either. Probably not. There's fucking no way. These two yeah. guys are probably fucking dead somewhere. Yeah. They're probably hopefully. they're probably dead or like, in a Mexican ho prison. Hopefully they, hopefully they were somehow like like brutally raped by like a, like a I don't know, like a like fucking rhinoceros. Yeah, something, you know. Like or I like that. by uh, the rhinoceros guy in the Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> 2, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah. But him but the blue him, the blue version, a bit big <laughs> Big fat liar, BFL, Biffle. Biffle. You're probably all wondering why I'm blue and orange. <laughs> <laughs> they are raped by while he's quoting that movie. I'd, I'd be a happy man. Yes. You know who else needs to be raped by a rhinoceros? Who's that? All the people in China who think that ground up parts of rare animals will like oh. give them magic powers. Holy shit, that's yeah. a thing. Didn't yeah. they legalize the uh, 
they legalized something for medicinal reasons. What is it? Is yeah, it, something. I can't remember. That's so fucking dumb. <laughs> yep. Hey, but if it makes your dick work, do it. I'm just joking. That's, uh, what is the, uh, is it well, shark no, if, fin? If it's rarer, they think it's more magical. Uh, so they go after endangered gotcha. species, okay. Okay. which makes it even worse. To make their way. dicks work. Yeah. So I do have a note here that I um that I made up. It's a, I can understand the Chinese being desperate to make their dicks work better though. <laughs> yeah, we'll do what we can do, man. <laughs> so uh, the best thing I found for mine is just like if I could get every woman to look through the lens of a super zoom, that would probably make mine uh mine a little bit better. They just have to wear bubbles glasses <laughs> <laughs> for Trailer Park Boys. I, I don't know why this is mine, but I just have to watch them watching the movie Zathura. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck yeah. Or just flip on the end of my girl. <laughs> we haven't made one of those jokes Dude, in Dude, I swear to God, I was, talking about, I was talking about that with my sister earlier, <laughs> how that gives us boners. <laughs> Where's his glasses? <laughs> Why is he? They like they only have the uh, the top like you know how the casket has like the two like the top and the bottom half. Yeah, they just have the open the top part open. Yeah, and she's like his glasses, yeah. his glasses. <laughs> and then she goes up and flips the bottom part of the casket over, <laughs> and it's just a beehive and his dicks in it. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he fucking the beehive? Uh, so um. Since this whole case was just sad as fuck, yeah. I made a movie. Nice. So this yeah. would be like if the story continued on, yeah. this is what it would be. Mm. It's going to be like the movie Taken, okay. but it stars the cook, Ida. She's seeking revenge, and the movie would end with her taking out everyone in this gang or cartel, whatever it is that oh, those two it. belong to. Yeah. And then the two gunmen, it ends them two. They're in the hotel room, and there's a knock at the door. Nice. It's Ida. Ooh. And they hear room service. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? We didn't order any room service. Like, well, just go answer the door. So they go up and they open the door and they don't, they're like, we didn't order any room service. And she says, this one's on the house. Oh, she fuck pulls yeah. the lid off of the tray that she's holding. The tray is just her hand holding a gun. Okay. So yeah. her hand goes to the bottom of the tray. She's Loving holding a gun. This. Yeah. And uh, she shoots them both. But they're still alive. They're just badly injured and bleeding out. She turns to walk away. She looks over her shoulder at them, and she rips this long-ass fart. And then she goes, compliments to the chef. And then she walks out of the frame. And then the song plays, hoagies and grinders, hoagies and grinders, navy beans, navy beans, navy beans. Sloppy Joe. And it just plays that. Meatloaf sandwich. So that is what I, that would be like if um that would be Ida taking revenge. Yeah, you forgot a part though. The guy she's walking out like after that just magnificent fart. She turns back. She goes, "Ida stayed home." It's just a <laughs> fucking same joke. <laughs> Fuck yeah, the dude. Same joke. Get at least that one's better. And then uh, to wrap this back around again with some more sad notes. Um, the survivors, uh, especially Ida and Melissa. They're, of course, their lives are all fucked up. They oh, got yeah. PTSD. They they have to take like a shitload of medication just to just to get through the day. Yeah, and it, it's sad as fuck. You can see like interviews with them. It, it's it's awful. But I, Ida, she um, I don't know, man. Her and Melissa and even Stephanie. The fact that they survived all this. That's some strong women. That's, oh, yeah. that's hashtag, insane. Hashtag wild woman for hashtag sure. Hashtag wild woman. Yeah. So uh, anything you guys want to mention on this case before we get into our honorary brother and Patreon shout-outs? Definitely a sad one. I, I, there's not really much. No. Wish wish no. they'd find out who did it. That was fucking brutal. Yeah. The world's a fucked up place. It is. Well, the world's a twisted place. <laughs> yeah, I know what you like to do. Wayne's world. <laughs> That's so no, I was thinking about filing with the union. Well, the world's a twisted, twisted place. place. Or in the words of Eric Matthews, well, that's life, and it's all we have. <laughs> <laughs> so, all righty, here we go. Honorary brother of the week. Name, Panic, 1976. Ooh, I like that. The title of the review, like hanging with my five brothers. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's the review. No, for real. My parents took the Pope's no condom policy to heart. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck yeah, Holy baby. Holy shit, man. Fuck yeah. All right. That is. <laughs> so, Hell yeah. So we're going to trace this back to Tooth eventually. Fuck but yeah. 
And uh, if you want to be an honorary brother, all you got to do is leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I guess it's that, not iTunes anymore. Uh-huh. At least so I've heard. But yeah, just leave us a five-star review on there, and we will make you honorary brother. We only have one left ahead of this one. So Step if you want to be on an episode soon, leave us one, and we'll get you on there. Absolutely. Now it is time for our Patreon shout-outs. First up, I don't know if you remember last week, uh, Toof, he met this little girly, and her name was Melanie Curly. Ooh. Do you remember that, Tim? No. You don't remember that? Okay. I, re- I forgot I you were pretty drunk. I don't remember a lot of things. Well, there was a Patreon shout-out. Her name was Melanie Curley, nice. and Toof uh, sang that song. He's like, I met this little girly. Her name was Melanie Curley. There's there's parts coming back to me. Well, Toof, you're not the only one that met a Curley, because on this week's Patreon shout-out, I also met a little girly whose name was Heather Curley. Oh, shit. Are they sisters? Whoa. I don't know. I'm guessing they're related. Whoa. They have to be. So we got Heather Curley and Melanie Curley. You go single or what? What's oh. going on here? <laughs> and then our second Patreon shout-out, Killer Jobs Podcast, oh, nice. which uh, we've mentioned uh, before we played his uh, promo I think two episodes ago, and he played ours on his. Nice. It's an awesome fucking podcast. He it, um oh, is that what Mike Rowe went on to do after that's Dirty what Jobs? I was really yeah, that's what I was going for it too. <laughs> but uh, what he does is he does episodes on serial killers, and then he talks about their day jobs and shit. Oh fuck yeah, and, that's pretty uh, pretty good idea. I mean, he'll also cover the basics, but he goes into a lot of shit that you probably didn't know, and that's that's cool stuff. So yeah. hell yeah. yeah, hell yeah, I like that. And then last this week, Michael Taylor. Fuck yeah. Michael oh, Taylor. That's right. Oh, Taylor made. You guys remember uh, I Love New York? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't, but I liked it. He was like this Weasley dude, Taylor made, because that's the name of like golf clubs and shit. So he was like uh, real rich, but he was Weasley. Yeah. And uh, the big black dude named Buddha would always like shove him into walls and shit. <laughs> oh, Taylor made. That's and awesome. and uh, New York would say that. Nice. All right. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, anything before Spence gives us our clothes and shit. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of The Brothers Commonplace. We really appreciate all you guys tuning in. I guess people don't really tune in anymore, do they? That's like a radio thing. And as long as you got fucking, I don't know, YouTube premium so you can turn the screen off and still listen to stuff. <laughs> Who needs the radio anymore, right? That's right. But, uh Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to support us, you can do so by spreading the word on social media. We have a Twitter. We have a Facebook. We have an Instagram. And uh, you could also support us financially, if you'd like, at patreon.com. You look up The Brothers Commonplace, and you can check out our website and listen to all the episodes at brotherscommon.place. If you'd like to send us an email, kind of old school style, send it to brotherscommonplace at gmail.com. And as always, we appreciate those those reviews, especially the five-star ones, the five-star variety. If you leave us one of those reviews, you may, in fact, get a mention on the podcast. And a special thanks to everyone that has already left us an iTunes review. It really helps us out. It means the world to us. Um, I checked our chart peaks on the comedy charts in the U.S., like they only ever show like the top two hundred, but we did reach middle three hundred somewhere. Nice. So that's kind of cool. I mean, it's still shitty, but it seems super good for us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. And this is Sparta. And <laughs> and for right. some reason in Hong Kong, for a while we've been in like the mid one hundred. Yeah, there's. So I don't know what's going on. There's there. no obvious explanation for that, is there? Kev? Besides that, um, well, well, Hong Kong is a whole country that's the size of one city. Yeah. Well, I've been also putting our podcast stickers. Like we just had Halloween, and I just did a I did a lot for UNICEF, <laughs> but yeah. instead of money, I just put our pod stickers in it and sent those out. <laughs> but yeah, so special thanks to everyone that's left us a uh, iTunes review. And like I said, we pick our honorary brother from there, and we only have one coming up next. So if you want to get a shout out soon, go ahead and get on there and leave us a five star review. It helps us out. Um, let's see, we also have a Patreon now. That's at patreon.com slash the Brothers Commonplace. You can sign up for either $1 or $5 a month. We'll give you a shout-out. Also, you get a bunch of bonus episodes. Um, we do movie reviews also. We got our first one up. And we do contests where we sign stuff and mail that out. So that's pretty cool. And I'll also, everyone that signs up, I will give you a thank you note that I write. And I'll send you stickers. So that's pretty cool too. And also, we have merchandise on uh, Threadless. I believe that's just threadless.com slash commonplace. And if you go on there, there should be a coupon code, 
at the top. I think it's free shipping until like the end of November or something. And you do have to spend like $45, but if you want to get something that's free shipping, just use that coupon. And if it's not on there, just shoot me a message and I'll send it to you. And uh, I think that's it for me. So I kind of had like a random idea. I'm not sure if this is something that, uh, that Kev will keep on if, uh, if, if, you know, you think it's a good idea, but, um, we also like to, to make videos and we haven't done that in a while. And, um, and I, I mean, I, th- I think it'd be kind of cool, you know, like if you guys like gave us an idea for like, like some, you know, kind of skitter, you know, something funny to shoot. We haven't done that in a while. I mean, we have some, some pretty fun, funny ones out there, there now, you know, so, um, I don't know anything, you know, you guys, Patreons, even if you're not, just give us some kind of idea, you know, movie to review, anything, you know, a skit to shoot, whatever you guys want to hear, you know, even, even if it's just, an, you know, an episode you want to hear us do today, uh, Kev said that this was a, uh, uh, somebody's request. So keep it coming. It's, it's awesome. We love it. So, alrighty. Thank you everyone for listening. Be good. Stay safe. And laugh at the dark stuff. Hashtag wild man. Hashtag wild woman. Hashtag. Uh, French fries. Hashtag uh-huh. wild dog. Hashtag pretzel dog. Hashtag request it, and we'll change this podcast to be the Owl Facts podcast. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I like that. Hashtag every episode will be a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's so it. good. That's how we end it.